0: You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio, it's November 9th, 2015. I'm Nicole Bennett. Today's episode, Russian participation at Rio 2016 is in jeopardy. Sebastian Coe, President of the International Association of Athletics Federations, is taking swift action against the All-Russia Athletics Federation following a shocking report from the World Anti-Doping Agency. An independent commission formed by WADA delivered its report Monday that detailed widespread doping cover-ups in Russian athletics. The commission led by Richard Pound, WADA's first president, and a Canadian Canadian IOC member released its findings online and at a press conference in Geneva, Switzerland. In the wake of what he calls an alarming report, co announced he is seeking approval from his fellow IAAF council members to consider sanctions against Russian athletics. Those sanctions could leave Russian track and field athletes out of the Olympics. WADA formed the independent commission behind the report in the wake of a German TV documentary series that exposed these allegations. Also on Monday, Interpol announced it will coordinate with French authorities in a global investigation into athletics leaders and athletes suspected of involvement in the doping cover-up. Around the Rings editor Ed Hula joins us with more perspective on the WADA Commission's press conference now. The Independent Commission had a lot to cover today, Ed, so what were some of the biggest takeaways?
1: Well, there was a lot to go through, 350 pages of a report dropped into the lapse of the media just minutes before the press conference announcing the report took place in Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, there is uh, evidence in the report, narratives that describe really a very very, very systematic, very widespread program of, of doping, of deliberate interference, destruction of, 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 of positive drug samples. Um Eight more athletes who have previously not been named um, have come to the surface with positive doping tests as a result of this or other infractions that uh, are being recommended these athletes be banned for life from the sport. Um, it's, it's shocking. It's alarming, people say, but at the same time, I think one of the takeaways from this is that it's maybe not very surprising. Uh, that this sort of thing still takes place and that it could be happening in other parts of the world, too. And there are some great suspicions that it is. But for now, the, the, the spotlight, the glare, if you will, is clearly on Russia with a lot to fix.
0: Right. And Sebko, as I said, is urging his fellow IAAF council members to consider sanctions against Russian athletics now. Do you think members will actually follow through?
1: Oh, I think so. I think very, very quickly they'll find themselves susp- suspended by the IAAF. Uh, the, the, the sports world is waiting to see what the International Federation overseeing the Russian Athletics Federation does about this. And I think there will be little question that the IAAF under SEBCO must act uh, firmly, deliberately, without any equivocation or, or lack of transparency in trying to tackle this problem and that'll happen at the end of the month uh, we believe when the IAAF Council meets in Monte Carlo (laughs) which was supposed to take place literally on the eve of the annual athletics gala that's held in in, in Monte Carlo to celebrate the sport but as we have uh, discovered over the past few days that gala has been cancelled because as Sebco says it's not a good time for celebration in our sport.
0: And this has implications, obviously, on the upcoming Rio Olympics. How does this affect the road to Rio for athletes?
1: Well, if if they are members, if the athletes are are part of a federation that's been suspended, um, not recognized by the International Federation, there may be difficulty in qualifying them for the Rio de Janeiro Olympics. They have to come from a sanctioned organization. Um, uh, there is a feeling from Richard Pound, the chairman of the this, this independent commission, that Russia could get its act together and make itself, in a, put itself into a position that its athletes were accepted in Rio de Janeiro. But they have to act quickly. They have to act uh, very, very firmly on this to, to reinstate themselves in time for the Rio de Janeiro Olympics. He says he thinks it can be done. Um, and I think if it does happen, it may be good for the athletes, but I'm not sure it, it, it sends the right message about whether there truly is uh, punishment, whether there really are consequences that Russia will suffer as a result of this.
0: So aside from athletes, what does this all mean for Russian sports leaders?
1: Well, they have to answer some questions. What did they know? Were they really involved in all of this? And it would, would seem the, 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 the evidence is, is mounting in this report that uh, not only did, were the was the head of the drug laboratory in, in Moscow deliberately involved in the deception and destruction of positive samples, uh, the sports minister Vitali Mutko, a very close confidant of the uh, Russian president uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, it's it's quite likely that he he knew a lot about what was going on here. We've learned about the existence of a second drug lab in Moscow, in addition to the drug lab that delivered all these tests that were clean, showed to clean athletes. We've learned the existence of a second lab, which was actually the first lab, the one that the samples were sent to first for testing. And if any showed up dirty uh, as, as positive drug tests, they were set aside, and the drug tests that came out positive were the ones sent on to the accredited Moscow lab for, for checking. So So deep was that deception. And uh, the report notes that it was the Minister of Sport who is the one who approved money to spend on the drug labs in Moscow. And uh, it casts a doubt about whether he really did did know about this activity and what was going on.
0: What about Lamine Diak, the previous president of the IAAF, subco took over for him in August? What's next for him?
1: The, the Lamine Diak, who is now under suspicion for accepting bribes to help conceal these Russian uh, doping tests. He's under investigation by French authorities. Uh, he came under the investigation of this independent commission as well, which declined today to release the specifics, the details about what they have found. Right now, that material has been submitted to, to Interpol, to criminal investigators, Will take from that what they need. Uh, the, Richard Pound says that information still could be released to the public by perhaps the end of this end of this year. Um, Diac, 82 years old, is an honorary IOC member by virtue of his serving for about 10 years in a, as an IOC member until his retirement a couple of years ago. But today, the IOC Ethics Commission provisionally suspended him as an honorary IOC member due to the uh, allegations that he's facing, um, and that could go all the way to actual revocation, expulsion as an honorary IOC member if he doesn't resign before then. Um, it's, uh, it's it's not a good situation that he that he seems to face, um, and there's more to come from the criminal investigators uh, in the weeks ahead for sure.
0: More to come as well from the Water Foundation Board and Executive Committee a meeting in Colorado Springs next week.
1: Right, that will happen next week. Uh, next Tuesday, November 17th, the Water Foundation Board, which usually meets in Montreal, Canada, their headquarters city, uh, this time will take it on the road and this has been long planned in advance for them to come to Colorado Springs, which is not only the headquarters of the U.S. Olympic Committee, but for WADA's purposes, it's head of the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, one of the most important national anti-doping, uh, one of the most important national anti-doping organizations in the world. And at that meeting, the WADA Executive Board will likely endorse the report that uh, Richard Pound and his colleagues have uh, have uh, come up with and uh, approve the sanctions and consequences that the the independent commission is calling for in its report.
0: WADA's report has been billed a game-changer, so what's next for World Athletics?
1: Well, we remain to be, I guess, convinced that this really is a game-changer. There have been scandals involving doping before, and doping still continues. Uh, there's been allegations and proof of widespread doping, systematic doping in other countries in the world, and it, well, it still thrived in, in Russia. I guess we see really how deeply these, uh, you know, these, this doping scandal here is taken and whether it really does create some, another level of attention that this isn't, isn't going to happen again. But I think we're all a bit realistic that always, always there will be athletes, coaches, officials trying to push the envelope to see what they can get away with. Uh, perhaps if it's a game changer it will drastically lower the incidence of, of doping the 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 involvement of government authorities in this kind of activity. Maybe it will prevent that, but that's something that is to be to be seen as this crisis and scandal unfolds.
0: Lots more to come. That was ATR editor Ed Hula with more perspective on the WADA Independent Commission Report released Monday on a massive doping scandal plaguing world athletics. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.